Hello and welcome to The Game Show, Outcasting's LGBTQ trivia show, where we discuss the news, LGBTQ facts, and more. The format is very simple. Each contestant will prepare three questions on three separate topics and take turns posing and eventually discussing these questions with the other contestant. The person who properly answers the most questions, or makes the most puns, is the winner. Today's contestants, fellow outcaster Alex and myself, Dhruv. Hi, Alex. Hi, Dhruv. So, would you like to start as our honored guest? Of course. Which famous singer recently did a candid interview about being a LGBTQ person in a straight relationship? Was it Halsey, Miley Cyrus, Beyonce, or Selena Gomez? Um, I don't think it was Beyonce because... It's hard to think of those options that aren't is. the right answer. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Beyonce. Mm. I will say Halsey because oh. I don't... Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah. Okay. So it it's Miley. The answer is Miley Cyrus. Halsey is, in fact, queer, but she's not in a straight relationship. Yeah, so Miley Cyrus recently did an interview about her marriage with Liam Hemsworth Mm -hmm. and how she identifies as a queer person, but... Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, but um, she's an LGBTQ person in a quote-unquote straight relationship, and that brings up all sorts of topics about what it means to be LGBTQ if you're dating a straight person. Mm -hmm. There have been a lot of discussions in the LGBTQ community about uh, pansexual people and bisexual people being in quote-unquote straight relationships, like being a queer person, dating a person who is of the opposite gender as you um, on the binary divide. Or maybe um, it's a person who's straight or a person who's also queer but on the a different gender. And it does muddle the identity of like what it means to be an LGBTQ person, but it's a discussion that I have read about and I've seen discussed a lot. It's really interesting. Okay, moving on to my first question. In which state was a teacher forced to apologize after reading a picture book about gay bunnies to his first grade class? Was it A, New York, B, Florida, C, California, or D, South Dakota? I think it's Florida. It is Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a, a second sense with the states, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So the book in question was created by Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, uh, a talk show, and it features gay characters, and it was seen as a very open and accepting book and something that could deliver a positive message to kids while also being, you know, child-friendly and not being too explicit. So it was a positive message, but the Florida school district had many complaints from parents and grandparents who described the book as pornographic and said that it was, quote, a danger to their students' safety, which is quite ridiculous, the fact that, or the idea that a children's book could be considered a danger to their students. I mean, it's not a new idea for education about gay people and LGBTQ communities in not just elementary schools, but in high schools and colleges to be deemed as uh, morally inappropriate. We did an outcasting piece Mm -hmm. recently on the book, and it's a picture book. I've read it. It's fairly innocent, but to people who aren't accepting of uh, LGBTQ people, it carries a lot more connotation than it would otherwise. And obviously, if this book was heterosexually oriented, there wouldn't be this sort of controversy around it. And just the fact that it revolves around a set of he- of homosexual characters kind of, as you said, brings this connotation that some people aren't ready to accept yet. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's that. So it's funny that you mentioned picture books because my next question is about um, picture books at large. Though the Marlon Bundo book was only released last year, LGBTQ themes and authors have been present in the picture book publishing industry for years. Mm-hmm. Which of the following is an example of such a book? Frog and Toad by Arnold Lobel, 
Struganona by Tomi de Paula, Where the Wild Things Are by Maurice Sendak. That one was my favorite growing up. Or Goodnight Moon by Maurice Wise Brown. Um, I think I will go with the last one about the moon. Great. Um, so as it turns out, from my research, I've seen that all four of these, in addition to a number of other books by those authors and by other authors, actually contain LGBTQ themes or have authors that are LGBTQ. Wow. What a twist. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that it seems like picture books, though often greeted with hostility when containing LGBTQ ideas, even today, as mm-hmm. we've seen with the Marlon Mundo book, have been a method for which LGBTQ artists and writers have expressed themselves in the past. Really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, and it's a way to hide these themes and to express them without, you know, you can't be openly confronted generally about a children's book because you can just say, oh, it's just innocent, or you can deny any allegations of homosexual uh, content in the books. But it was probably more of a means of self-expression mm-hmm. for the authors. And uh, I think that was interesting. So, yeah. It's important to note that in all of these books, the LGBTQ themes are pretty overt. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't be hard to find them if you weren't looking. But if you were just reading it passively or if you were a child, I'm not sure you would get that impression. Mm-hmm. Then again, I mean, Frog and Toad are about two similarly aged male friends who live their lives together. There's one Frog and Toad book called Frog and Toad Are Friends, and then another one called Frog and Toad Are Together. I think that's <laughs> Interesting. I think what a character really arc. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, moving on to... Do, oh, wait. Does that count as a free point for me? Is that just a freebie? Or You can have the pointer. Thank you. I need, I need everything I can get. You need get, all the points you, know. you can get. Okay. So, a New Zealand airport celebrated the 2019 International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans, and Intersex Association World Conference by doing what? Did they A, only allow LGBTQ passengers to fly? B, serve rainbow cocktails in their lounges? C, paint a giant rainbow next to one of their runways? Or D, play music by LGBTQ artists over the airport speakers? Okay. I'm going to say the rainbow on the tarmac. Just because, um, I don't know. I, mm. I, I feel like that is the most probable one. That is correct. Ooh, wow. So I'm on fire. they painted a massive, very bright, very colorful rainbow right next to one of their runways uh, just to make their, their stance clear on the issue. And uh, this was to celebrate both the conference that I mentioned as well as a pride festival that occurred in March in New Zealand. And, um, you know, it's just good to see a country as a whole taking such an accepting view of LGBTQ people and their issues. Yeah, New Zealand, unlike their Australian neighbors, have mm-hmm. always been very good with LGBTQ rights. Yeah. Um, for, They've always been quite for progressive. A, for a number of years, um, I've I've read and heard from people. So, All right, yeah. Drew. Ready for my last question? I am. Okay. What is? I'm not going to give you that much setup. Mm-hmm. What is the topic of a new gay movie in production? Gay movie, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Is it about gay-themed taxidermy shops in Tampa, Florida, a gay culture of graffiti in Sri Lanka, Esther the Wonder Pig and her gay dads, or the gay agenda in the media and corruption amongst the gays? Um, I feel like you're baiting me with Esther, so I will go with the Sri Lankan graffiti. I'm sorry, Jeruv. It was Esther. It was Esther the Wonder Pig. Unfortunate. Yeah. So let me tell you about our friend Esther. Mm -hmm. So there's a trend amongst affluent people in America to purchase teacup pigs. Yeah. Turns out this um, this gay couple, 
Yes. Purchased a not teacup pig. A regular pig. A regular pig. A full-size full-size pig. Well, they purchased it while it was small. Uh-huh. And, and they then, thought it was a teacup. You know what? Do you know what animals do? They grow. They grow, right. Uh, so now they um are the loving parents to a 300-pound pig. We love ourselves some some cell division. We love cell division. Yes. Um I think that really tells a lot about the loving culture of LGBTQ people and their acceptance. Their yeah. acceptance, right. 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 Esther is loved. Mm-hmm. Esther is definitely loved. Yeah. Okay. So, finally, we're getting slightly more serious here. Okay. Um, so, which religious organization recently voted to tighten a ban on LGBTQ clergy members and same-sex marriages? Was it A, the Catholic Church, B, the Orthodox Jews, C, the United Methodist Church, or D, the Shia Muslims? So I've actually read about this. I, uh, I keep Cheating. up to date on the LGBTQ news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's the United uh, Methodist Church, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah. That is correct. And um, this continues kind of what I think or what I feel has become kind of a trend on the show of uh, religious intolerance of LGBTQ people and their issues. And um, it honestly doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon. And a lot of that doesn't necessarily come from homophobia in 21st century countries like here. But these churches exist and have massive presences outside of the first world. And in these countries where, you know, the church is a huge power structure, they're not nearly as accepting or as progressive of LGBTQ issues. And they stick to a very traditional interpretation of the Bible. And that includes zero tolerance for clergy members who are LGBTQ, same-sex marriages, even allies are encouraged to leave the church. So... Obviously, there is some homophobia associated with the first world, but that's dying out. But in terms of the third world and, you know, where we stand as an international community, there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, on one hand, it's great that they're actually taking a vote. Yeah. Um, Imagine that 20 years ago. Really, Mm -hmm. really could not think about that for a religious organization. It wasn't a blowout either. It It was a victory for sure for the church and for not softening the ban, but it wasn't it wasn't a blowout by any means. It was a fair vote. And especially for organizations like religious organizations, change takes a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, um, their their reach is large and they have a lot of interest groups mm-hmm. that often are against LGBTQ people. Yeah. And, you know, religion often kind of forms the basis of traditionalism for a lot of people. It's the mm-hmm. backbone where they base their culture off of, their traditions off of. And so asking people to turn right around and change that is not something that can realistically be achieved as much as we would like it to be. And so the only thing that we can hope for is that we keep pushing towards this greater good and this message of equality for everyone across the entire world. Well, Drew, I did pretty well this week. Yeah, you won Um, for the, I don't even know how many times in a row. I was on fire. I was caliente. That's Spanish Mm. for hot. It is. Yeah. It's actually, no, it's Spanish for, wait. Oh, no. Picante is Spanish for spicy. Yeah. I was also very picante. Yes, quite. Yeah. Um, I was not. I was muy frío. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that concludes um, this episode of The Game Show. Thank you for being here with us, Alex. No problem.